Welcome to the Love Change Podcast. Welcome to the Love Change Podcast. And someone's not on the screen. Broadcasting to you live from Medellin. Yeah. Colombia. Today we're talking about changing homes. Uh, thank you for watching our show. If you enjoy our content, please hit a like button, a subscribe on YouTube or Spotify, and make sure you stay in tune with what we're creating about change, the nitty gritty. It's not always easy. It's not always comfortable, but it is a big part of life. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. It's oh happening. Yeah. <laughs> What else do you have uh, for us uh, today, Kay? To say? Yeah. Well, the topic is uh, changing homes, moving homes. And actually, what does home mean in first place? Because mm. you can change houses, but you can also change homes. And changing houses doesn't make a house a home. So I think it takes time a to make that. A house isn't a home. A house isn't a home, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that dive deeper into how many times we have moved around and how does it how does it make us feel and maybe also talk a bit about Colombia and why we're here because that's a bigger project it's a, a bigger big, endeavor. Big, big big project as everybody yeah. is in lockdown or enjoying uh, their uh, not traveling because of restrictions we decided to uh, book tickets yeah just Get get tested, like get tested, and uh, come here. Yeah. Um, because we love change. That's why. Yeah. That's and why we've been like, why not? Just uh, do it. It's uh, yeah. It's your mindset, I guess. So you want to kick it off with the questions yes. today? Yes. Um, my first question for you is: Which place do you call home, and why? Um, Maybe also a bit about your cultural background. Which place do I call home and why? Well, I was born in Iran until I was six. I lived there. In Iran, we moved houses, I think, three, four times until I was six. Uh, two different cities. Then we moved to the Netherlands. And in the Netherlands, I think we moved houses every three, four years. So I have... Never lived somewhere longer than five years in my life. Definitely the same cities, but not never the same house. Mm -hmm. um, what place do I call home? I think I call my people home. People are a big part of my home. Uh, social circle is important. I lived on Curacao two times uh, for longer periods. One time four months, one time six months. Um... I think I'm pretty easy going, finding new places and uh, also new people, I guess. But I guess, uh, yeah, my childhood friends definitely are a big part of my home. Unfortunately, I don't see them as much as I would. In the Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. So it is always, uh, I don't think home is a place for me per se. I think it's definitely purpose related. Being, able, being able to do what I think I'm here for. Um, 
And for the rest, I feel like I should be comfortable. I don't like the Netherlands as much in the winter as I like it in the summer. It's beautiful. It's easy. It's with a bike and just, you know, very good quality urban life. A lot of diversity, a lot of places you can see. But as the fall and winter appear, I'm just not having a great time there. So I guess home is definitely somewhere I feel happy mm-hmm. most of the time. And the weather and the amount of nature is a big part of that. Uh, I did experience being lonely when I was in Curaçao for six months especially because I was riding and I was all by myself and uh, yeah I guess that's what those are moments when you realize also my uncle or my dad who had lived by themselves for multiple years in the Netherlands before we came and that's before the day of internet you had to like write a letter phone calls were too expensive just like communicating with your loved ones once per month kind of right yeah that's that's why i think it's easier to change places nowadays mm-hmm. i also keep in touch yeah it's not the same of course you don't just roll up on somebody's house and be like hey you want to go get a drink or have a bite Mm-hmm. Or just make plans in the weekend. But uh, you do not have to be super lonely. I just had a phone call with my mom and my dad. They're on the other side of the world. Yeah. It's not the same as when you're sick that they bring you a cup of soup. So so that's, that's, that's I guess, true. definitely a big part of home is also your safety, that people can take care of you that you can take care of your people. I think one of the biggest reasons I hear people moving back is their parents getting older, sick, mm. you want to be close by. Mm. So those are, uh, I think home is eventually just your roots. Uh, and mine got pulled apart pretty much from a young age because we moved countries. So most of my family is in Iran. And I have deep, deep love for them, but I haven't been part of their lives for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those are things that you consider also when you're moving continents that again, you will not be part of each other's lives as much as you used to be. Yeah. So that is, uh, I think that's what makes a home is definitely family and friends. Yeah. Thanks. The next one, how hard or easy do you find to move countries, homes and countries? Mm. I think countries has to do with languages. I think a big part of feeling lonely is that you don't speak the language, then you feel uh, like a foreigner or like uh, get more of an outsider complex, makes it more difficult if you just cannot arrange simple things and just cannot communicate with people is super frustrating. Yeah, participate in daily life kind of, right? I think you notice it when you're stuck. Mm -hmm. Daily life might go great because you know how to order your coffee, 
but uh, I don't know if uh, the toilet breaks or uh, mm-hmm. like when something goes wrong. We really need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be like, okay, yeah. I need to fix something. I need people who are skilled or I need to speak certain levels of the language. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes it more difficult. For me, I don't find it very difficult in the sense that most countries I go, I seem to have a look that I belong there for some reason, like whether it's the Middle East, of course, I'm from there. Mm-hmm. Asia is obvious that I'm not from there, so it's okay. <laughs> Pretty clear. Yeah, but like uh, the Mediterranean, whether I'm in Italy or Greece or Spain. But also here, I feel like... South America. Kind of. They just assume it's just another guy. I get asked what time it is or yeah, people ask absolutely. me for directions. Like I know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so that part of it, I don't physically don't, don't stand out that much. Mm-hmm. Of course, I do have a wheelchair. So that's an obstacle uh, as big as you like to make it. So when I was, when I moved to Curacao, I was mostly by myself. I had my bike. I clicked on it, and I, I was just arranging my life. And people, people really made a big thing out of it there. That how abnormal it is. Oh really? Um, not that they made a big thing out of it, like it's a bad thing, but the people were impressed. And mm-hmm. I guess I hear it from my own circle as well. Like, okay, you can have an idea. Or a wish, but to truly follow up on it, be like, okay, I'm gonna put myself in that position mm-hmm. and do that. Live uh, by yourself, really test it. Yeah, and yeah. was that a difficult experience? No, I think, I think it's a great exercise in trusting people and finding mm-hmm. new people and feeling those feelings of loneliness. I didn't allow any visitors. I just was also proving to myself that I can uh, sustain myself by myself without a social network, mm-hmm. building a social network, but just like really be independent despite the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So that was a big uh, moment for me. I do not like the, like I was living six months here, six months there, six months here, six months there. Did that for two years, that really just dishinged me. Like, of course, it takes a month or so to settle in again, whether you're going here mm-hmm. or there. Just seeing your people, hey, I missed you, where we've mm-hmm. been, just catching up with everybody takes you a month. Yeah. So you're just losing a month on each end. Mm-hmm. And I found that difficult. I know a friend of mine, Melai, she left Australia for like three, three and a half years. And she never stayed in one place. She was always on the go from one. She's a teacher, yoga teacher. So she would teach retreats and here and there and follow trainings. I cannot enjoy living out of a bag that much mm-hmm. despite, despite the dynamics of it. Yeah. Especially, uh, it's super difficult with the wheelchair. Um, I might have, yeah, I might do that for a month. So like, okay, let's do mm-hmm. a super crazy road trip for mm-hmm. two months. Yeah. But I cannot mm-hmm. live life like that. So I don't find it hard changing places, but you spend some time and effort settling in. 
mm-hmm. but to like flip that every couple of months mm-hmm. also a bit waste of energy in my experience um, and it also triggers some uh, yeah lack of connection I would say mm-hmm. like when we're here I'm super happy that Tirza introduced us to Isabel and they're embracing us with open arms that's yeah. that's super valuable in the sense that they're like okay this is life here i'm not just a customer okay because mm-hmm. that's what yeah. you are and of course if you've got money it's way easier to go anywhere and just be a customer all the time yeah but that's like that's not it's not community okay no that's not how it's not like the real life no not exactly just uh that's like a dip in just something yeah we just enjoy it as a like observing it more than tasting yeah you're tasting yeah it's more taste yeah it's true and i i always that was my dream before i had my accident to like travel through russia to china with the bike and drive back overland to iran stay in iran for two years working construction because i think the best way to be part of a community a country is to work there So also considering Colombia, uh, of course, I want to have financial security by doing a lot of my stuff online and remote and international. But a big part of what I hope to do is here also to really add value in the community and uh, connect with real people from here because as much as a digital nomad lifestyle sounds sexy, I just uh, don't like the fact that uh, if you disappear, nobody will miss you. Yeah, I <laughs> like the sexiness seems sexy, but I think uh, on the second uh, level, it's not really sexy. Like for a certain time, I think it's really nice. Like when you have a couple months or even... I think nowadays, yeah, if you're like 23, you can work remotely Jeez, for your great. first job. Yeah. You want to see the world, why not? Why spend so much money to live in an expensive city? Probably until you're kind of like in your mid-30s. I believe it works, but at some point, I don't know, if you really, if you have plans of like, I want to have family. It just costs separate. energy besides yeah. family and settling. It's just tiring. When you're younger, you might have that burst of energy to always be exploring. Yeah. Um, but there is also like... How much of my time do I want to spend exploring? Mm, okay. Yeah, so that's yeah. Uh, that's definitely something for me. I, I think it's a beautiful thing. I think everybody should leave their country. I think in the yeah. 21st century with globalism and like internet connecting the whole world, uh, still we are still living through very tiny scopes. Mm-hmm. And the best way to uh, broaden your horizon is to experience other places and uh, talk with your hands and feet and Mm -hmm. just have sometimes not great experiences, but get to know yourself better out of your comfort zone. Like as much as people say, uh, step out of your comfort zone, the biggest one, even in your own country is go a place you've never been yeah okay see how you feel about that or leave your phone at home (laughs) ask people for the direction that kind of stuff is um i loved it when we were road tripping in iran Uh, 
our friends, they never had a map or anything. Like every city, we just pulled over at a roundabout, bought a couple of teas, rested a bit, talked a bit with people, asked asked where we were going, if they had suggestions, what we should avoid. Wow. And uh, the journey was the people showing us where to go. And instead of, of course, it's normal nowadays, you prepare your trip, you Google stuff, you know, best, best things to see there, the top uh, seven uh, in seven days. Well, this is nonsense. Like I never check photos of places that I'm going because I just want to enjoy the first experience mm-hmm. by myself and just uh, like soak it in instead of looking at this amazing photo that somebody took two days to take. <laughs> it's promotional it's kind material. of a place takes you places and the people takes you places oh. which is really beautiful I feel like I don't know sometimes if you just like stroll around mm. you can really discover just go astray and just discover the city I think that's really most beautiful. definitely yeah, getting lost yeah getting I think, lost. yeah what you said is really it's so true to like when young people ask me what they should do I'm like yeah go places you've never been you cannot really Communicate, and the second thing is work and service because that's also like it teaches you so much in stuff. life. Yeah, you see the good, better, the ugly, really. All <laughs> so those it. two things is like best lessons in life, really. True. So yeah, and traveling. I think traveling really fills your your mind, your heart. Really, it's just like yeah. A lot of people of have exchanges. Exchanges are good when you're studying or having a f- yeah. like a foster of parents kind of situation mm-hmm. that you live in with, live in with other people yeah. I think au pair is really also very popular and yeah I did my internship in New York back then which is also just like yeah just on my own no one approved me going abroad no no one was happy about me spending so much money on that trip <laughs> but I was the one that was just like I want to learn proper English and I just really feel like I want to leave no. I want to leave the community. I want to leave my comfort zone and just get along in a place that I don't know true. what it's like. And uh, yeah, but yeah, then I applied in Australia, monster, yeah. UK, US, and somewhere else. And uh, yeah, it went. It ended up being New York. So I think it's really a great experience. Yeah, thanks for sharing that one. Yeah. And my last one for you is: How did you experience moving countries as a kid? Spoke about it already. As a kid, kinda. It wasn't too complicated. I was too young to really, like I, I was six when we moved. Mm-hmm. And first we went to the town of my mom's family. All my aunts were crying and I loved to eat fried eggs and I was never allowed to eat one more one egg, more than one egg per day. And that day my aunt was like, I'll cook as many eggs you want. So I was just... <laughs> Starving your face. Yeah, yeah, fried eggs. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) Everyone crying. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm having a good time. And then we we, we got on the plane, of course. And we arrived in Holland and my uncle picked us up and my dad. And I think moving countries didn't have much of a meaning back then. Mm -hmm. Of course, suddenly I'm in a school that I don't understand what everybody's saying. Yeah. Picked up the language pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the most difficult part for me back then was reuniting our family, which was very uh, dysfunctional or broken. Just 
a lot of PTSS coming out from my dad's side. Also, my mom at the age of 30-something suddenly losing her complete social status, her independence, mm. her income, her ability to communicate. So, super uh, stressful family environment. Yeah. While the Netherlands himself were... Yeah, of course, you're a foreigner. That I noticed as I grew older, that that's not a super nice tag to have that people assume because of my looks that I'm Turkish or Moroccan mm -hmm. and by default stupid and criminal. Um, yeah. Might be criminal but not stupid. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, might be pretty smart being a criminal. <laughs> I don't know. It's. Uh, I think like I did I don't remember losing friends from school mm -hmm. we had family friends those mm -hmm. I remember not seeing until we got back to Iran again traveling there but uh, I really don't my sister lost friends mm -hmm. like she got just accepted to high school she had like super uh, top percentile of the country uh, ratings mm -hmm. and uh, I guess I don't know I don't think uh, it was much of an impact to me uh, because of my age I think until a certain age also I think because the way we were raised like we went to school and then came home we didn't have place staying at friends and all that stuff my mom was doing everything by herself so there wasn't as much space for stuff like that Mm -hmm. um, I guess moving for you was different maybe you want to share because you moved at a different age mm -hmm. it's quite funny I, I really agree as a kid you kind of like just take it as it is you don't judge you don't I don't know, think too much about it just go with the flow the first time I moved I was also around six seven ish mm -hmm. so we tried for the first time and I that time I don't really remember like losing friends. It was just like, okay, well, that's what it is. And uh, I started to pick up the language also pretty quickly and was just like, yeah, that's, that's just what it is. And then kind of didn't work out. My parents were still not having all the documents to like really be sure that we can stay there. It took mm -hmm. a really long time. So they were like, ah, no, not for now. We don't have a house properly, etc., etc. So they put me back. And then it took a couple more years to really move. And then I was 11. So that I also remember, I still like your sister, mm. of like really losing friends, leaving people behind, being super sad about it and mm. really like realizing, oh my gosh, this is all new. And for me, the I think the hardest part was really school because they put in me one class back, so I needed to repeat one, yeah. which was already super annoying. So um, same with my sister. I just felt, yeah, you, you really feel just stupid. Mm. And I was really good at school, and then you just feel really stupid. Mm. And then they put in me, like, in the lowest level mm. of those three school levels. So I was just like, okay, then, like, double stupid. And then it was really, I don't know what autopilot was in my head, but it was really a very conscious choice to either like stick with the Polish group like everyone every foreign I was doing either the Polish Russian whatever Turkish group and just stay in their lane and not really like care about the German language and like really um, get really? integrate but something in me was like that's not happening so I really stepped into this whole bubble of discomfort to learn the language super quickly mm. and within half a year I, 
I was pretty good with my grades and they were like, no, you can really uh, change schools. Nice. So then I went to the highest one and then again, it was super much discomfort because that well, class was already uh, way further and like English was for me a whole new language and it was just way more difficult vocabulary back then. So mm. kind of like that was really an, a very strong experience for me. And I think that, as you said also, for me, it kind of like never allowed me to grow, grow roots somewhere. That's what I'm realizing for myself. I kind of, I always feel like my roots are very short, shallow. very shallow. Yeah, it's just mm. like, I don't know. I never had that feeling. Like when I go to Poland, visit Poland, I feel home, but also not home. Like I speak the language pretty perfect, but still people are a bit confused of like, what is this accent in her, in her speech, you know? Mm. So it's kind of like, I don't know, you belong, but at the same time, you don't belong. And uh, I think, yeah. That was not, not an easy one, so mm. that's what I have to share about it. But it's really interesting to just see as a kid, you really, you just go with the flow, you don't question, you also don't, you don't think, oh, what if it doesn't work out, what if, uh, what if, what if, whatever, what if that, you just go, you just do, so. Yeah. It's not really your decision also to make things work yeah. out, you're just supposed Absolutely. to go to bed on time and yeah. <laughs> your kids yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true, so yeah. That was it, my questions for you. Um, Thanks for sharing. I would like to continue on your story. So you moved to Germany and back mm -hmm. when you were six, and then you stayed at the age of 11. Mm -hmm. Like, How many times have you moved so far, if you would go through your age? Also within one country, eh? Yeah, all the, all the moves. I think all the moves in total is like probably 12 to 15 times. Mm -hmm. Pretty plenty in Poland. We moved quite a lot around mm -hmm. because it was not easy to find housing. Yeah. So I remember in the beginning we were staying with my grandparents in a super small place. But that was really a pain in the ass, especially when mm -hmm. I was born. My parents like just stayed in the small room that they had. It was not even an extra room. It was kind of like really storage. It was not. It was like it was basically their bedroom, my grandparents' bedroom. That's where they were staying. So it was just really super. Just packed tight, not really working out. And then because my mom was an elementary school teacher, then she got like extra stages to get a place. And mm. uh, that was basically my favorite place in Poland. It was a one one room apartment. Mm. It was really sweet. We had a super small bathroom, a small kitchen, and then the big room. And that's kind of the thing in Poland back then. We had one room, one room and everything was happening in that one room. So when we would have guests, you would like extend the table for, I don't know, 20 people and just everyone would sit in that room, eat, drink, talk, do whatever. Oh, yeah. And then as a kid, if you would get tired, tired at some point, your mom sleep. would be like sleeping on the couch. So it would be like a couch, sleeping couch, everything. I would do my homework there. My mom would prep her classes there. Mm. It kind of was like all in one place, but I really loved that place. It was, I don't know, it had like... Especially because it was just one room, it had so much life in it. Yeah, it's happening. It's really, I remember those nights where you don't even get bothered as a kid, but it was really just like people were there talking, and then I would get tired, and I'm just like, and then she would lay me down just on the couch, which is really sweet. But nice. I guess that's how kids go with the flow. And uh, so that was the second place that I kind of remember. And then we moved to a bigger place where I had my own room for the first time. And I was just like, wow insane <laughs> nice. like wow super amazing and then we moved uh, to germany and then there we moved a couple times my parents had a rent place and then we had another rent place and at some point then bought a place 
all in the same city? Um, yeah, kind of in the same city. Yeah, and then uh, for my studies, I moved to the south of Germany. Also moved around there a couple of times, plenty of times actually, during studies, but also then working afterwards, went abroad, came back, and then uh, now almost four years ago, I moved to the Netherlands. So that went fast. You, you went abroad, mm-hmm. and then in Germany you always lived in the same city? No, I also moved around. I moved plenty of times around. Wrong. But even during my studies and like my first work, I already moved around because I moved with different people. Mm. moved out to my own place like that was the most intensive period of moving places what was like, intensive about it? not just like really changing places pretty often how often? well during my studies I was living in the student housing mm-hmm. and afterwards I moved with one of my exes then I moved out then I moved in with another guy then I moved in by myself and kind of like always went back and forth mm. this in kind a couple of, of years yeah yeah so pretty often, pretty, pretty often. And then which of these moves would you think were the most uh, difficult for you? I think the, I kind of, I don't know, it's not maybe the most difficult, but the most challenging one I think was to move to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. Just because I really like, I didn't have any headspace and time to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Like literally nothing. So it was like, it was a range, but then also, I don't know, it maybe doesn't really feel like moving places if someone, if a company is doing that for you. Yeah, if you're not involved in the process. Absolutely, just, just like get your stuff popped into a place and you're like, it's my stuff, but it's not my place. Super weird situation. Mm-hmm. So I think all the moves before were really very conscious and I was doing that. And the last one just like happened without me participating in it. Okay. And I found that really hard. Because then at some point I really found myself in this huge apartment that I rented back then with my ex. And it was just like, it felt like the me, but 20 years ahead. Like super baller house, you know, like marble floor and super chic place in a super top location in Amsterdam. And I was just like, I don't know if I really belong in that place. But I could afford it, so it was like, yeah, of course we're going to take it. So I don't know, that really felt very disconnected for me. And a place that I call home is really important for me. So when I moved out of that place in Amsterdam to my old place, it was really like, yes, that's, that's, that's way more me. And that's way more where I felt home. And where I, by myself, basically moved from A to B. It was a pain in the ass back then, but it was really just... Me, myself, conquering the whole situation, unpacking, getting rid of stuff, etc., etc. So, yeah, I think that was the most challenging move. Because that you were not involved in the process or where you moved to? No, because I was not involved in the process. Like, moving to New York for half a year was basically two suitcases. That was it, just like moving into women's housing, only for women, no guys. (laughs) But that was just really easy. That was just really easy. Like, yeah. So Mm. it's funny. Yeah. I cannot read what I wrote down here. What is this? Uh, Where did you move? Oh, that was it. Yeah. So I heard you say it already a bit. Like, this isn't home. That is home. Mm -hmm. Do I belong here? Do I do not belong here? What defines the home for you? I think I said it earlier, and I absolutely agree. That is the people. 
kind of like when you find your base of people mm. and you find your crowd people that you can connect with I think that really makes a place whole but at the same time we talked about it earlier it's like a house for me like needs some spirit mm. I really like all the houses I really like the houses in Amsterdam because they have so much spirit they have so much soul they have so much history mm. in them and like all those super modern built houses they feel so shallow and so dead and empty I think that's also really important for me that there is something that maybe was already lived, mm. was already uh, yeah lived by someone. Some type of heritage. Yeah, something in it. Like you, so you would into, not move into a new place. Preferably not. Uh, preferably, kind of no. I was living like when I was uh, working at Hugo Boss back then. I was living in one place. The guy built the whole house, and then he had a little uh, built-in uh, flat. In there, and I was staying in there. It was really beautiful, but it really felt empty. I felt like I'm filling it with life and mm, kind so of took so much energy from me to fill that place mm. with life. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just like... Ah, but yet at the same time, I also have places that you move into and you're like, there's something funky about this. Yeah, place. but then you don't move to those places. <laughs> but if you walk into a place and you feel like there's a, you know, there's a heart in it. Yeah. It's a soul, a heart, and an energy in it. I think the biggest part, like my mom's house, is uh, we were the first people to move in it. Mm -hmm. So it was completely naked when we got it. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of that neighborhood that made it easier to uh, make it into a home were very simple things that they didn't cut down the big trees mm -hmm. so you could hear birds from the beginning. Yeah. You know, these noises that belong to the earth, so to say, yeah. <laughs> is, is like true. a lot of new construction projects or uh, just urban areas because it's drawn and completely you wipe out what was there to build mm -hmm. the new. Yeah, you put the tiny trees and of course in 20 years it's going to be a nice tree. It's going to come to life. But the first... Five years there is a bit like ghostish, mm -hmm. freaky. Uh, I think also the material that places are built, interior but also exterior. Like as much as I find concrete super chic, it's such a draining material. It really is. As a finish, yeah. It's not yeah, so if you have wood and if you have something warm in it, that's already. Mm -hmm. Some places make it easier for you to make it a home. Even if it's a newly built project, it can still be yeah. easy to make it at home. But some places just walk in and you're like, never. Is that going to feel warm? So nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think we spoke a lot of things about the past. Maybe to uh, finish this episode with uh, what do you think about moving to Colombia? <laughs> that's where we're at right now, recording this from our yes. hotel room. You cannot see the view, but it's amazing. It's raining outside, super hilly, green, <laughs> clouds in the towers. and That's basically how we wake up, looking out of this window and seeing all those kind of skyscrapers. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, we've been here for a week now. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty settled on the idea of leaving the Netherlands uh, to yeah, not live in the cold. That's my motto. I do not want to get old in the cold, <laughs> sue me, but 
Now, what do you think about like your your thirty six, thirty nine, forty three? Come on, not getting any younger. That's what I'm saying. That's true. Well, you're thirty yeah, nine. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, moving to another continent yourself? I think for myself, it's kind of really. I like since we arrived how friendly people are. Mm. Find it really beautiful. Like us at the airport trying to get some cash. Jeez, really. We begged our oh, way. Uh, or really, K, K begged our way. <laughs> I begged my way. Like literally, I went to the ATM, tried all the cards five times, five different options, didn't get any money. Went out of the airport, and the guy asked me if I was successful, and I almost started crying. I was just like, no, but we need cash to pay the toll. And then he just like pulled out his purse and gave me some money, yeah. which was like. I don't know. It doesn't happen often. It really doesn't happen often. I was invested into hey, we have PayPal. I can transfer you the money. It's just like I don't care. It's fine. Like take it and good luck and welcome to the country. I find that really beautiful. And uh, yeah, all kind of people. Like you obviously talk hand and feet. I do more than you, but not speaking the language is not easy. But still. People are just like people are super friendly, and he drop you things for me. The allergies that I have, I need to watch out for. So if you ask in a bakery, what is without milk? People are super friendly. You just drop those two words, and then it's hand and feet communication of like how much I want and what works, etc. I find that really beautiful. Mm. It's such a nice open culture. I think it's really, really, yeah. Just like if it makes it, the place feel like home immediately, which is really nice and. Uh, I think the city itself um, really need to get used to it. Mm. It's just huge for what I like. For I what I'm used to big cities. Of course, New York is maybe an exception, but it's really huge. Like it's a big place. The noise Geo geographically also is huge. Yeah, it's really crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, what do I have to lose? You know, I have the same uh, opinion about the Netherlands. As much as I love it. Same time, it's super small. The winters and falls are just like not comfy at all. A couple of days that are really enjoyable, but apart from that, it's pretty ugly, rainy, and cold. And uh, I think it's just nice. Like back in the days, um, people would just do it. I remember a friend of mine. He told me the story. He's uh, half Swiss and half Mexican, and uh, his mom, basically, with her ex-boyfriend back then. They were choosing between two different continents. They were thinking, I think, about going to Asia or uh, South America okay. uh, or Central America, and they just dropped the coin and they just moved to Mexico. It's just, just like that, and like, why not? Actually, what what do you have to lose? I think from both, Europe, from Europe. Yeah, and I think we both have uh, a remote business that we are working on, and I think. You should stay open-minded to do those things. I think that's really important, you know, to not mm. be like, yeah, but it's nice where I'm at, etc. Yeah, but you don't know what life has in store for you. And um, yeah, I find the quality of life absolutely amazing. And uh, I, yeah, I think it has a certain beauty. It has really a very particular beauty. Like you go around the corner and you you, you sit in a jungle. Mm. It's just really, it's pretty funky. So. Yeah, I think I haven't uh, like fully made up my mind, but I have to say that I really like it. So I think that's. And what are things like you would consider moving to Germany or somewhere else? Oh in no, Europe? absolutely not Germany! I crossed off my list when I left. I was like, thank you, 
that's enough. I'm not gonna go back. No Germany. No, absolutely not. The only place I really like is Hamburg. But mm. then again, I had 24 years of Germany. I really had enough. I'm so not German, really not. The biggest thing I get from home is like you move intercontinentals, long flights, it's expensive, it's less convenient. Uh, why don't you move to the south of Spain or the mm. south of Italy or south of Greece? What do those places mean for you? I think it just economically it's also not the same, you know? I think, mm. yeah, I think Greece or Spain is just not such a thriving economy. economy. I don't feel like that, at mm. least. I think this part of the world is much better and also I don't know I can like if I look at food for example like you see how forward places are if they consider already new trends etc etc it goes to, like all directions eh? mm. if a place picks up trends pretty quickly it says a lot about the I don't know the, the flexibility no but also yeah. how, how big the Nouveau riche is uh, basically. Yeah, more or less. So, and I think this is pretty amazing here to see. Like, you have traditional on one side, but at the same time, we have like super modern food trends picked up, etc., etc. And I find that, like, in Spain, uh, I, I, I super struggling to find. Maybe in the bigger cities, we weren't in a big city in Spain. But still, it's kind of like very um, standing still rather than moving forward and about Greece I was in Greece a couple of years ago I kind of I don't know it feels really like a standstill and I don't have that here I feel here everyone is like hustling it's really a nice vibe whomever like motorbike gotta go from A to B gotta go around the cars it's really a nice busy vibe that makes the city there's a lot of energy here yeah I remember talking to Hossein when I was in Curacao and he traveled here as well, and it was like the, the energy level, it's the mountains, it's what it is. It's really, yeah. It's a high energy. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's not stressed. I don't find it a stressed no. city, but it's definitely vibrant. Yeah, it's vibrant. And that makes it also, in terms of energy, like really moving. It's floating. Mm. It's flowing. That's yeah. really beautiful. And I don't have the same feeling in Europe. So, yeah, I think it's a good endeavor. And uh, it's a bit of planning ahead and... Uh, Trying, trying, finding out. And disappointing some people on the way, I guess. But again, it's just our life. I think that's important to, like, you know, find a place where you feel. And I think people wouldn't mind to visit. That's what I think about it personally. So Nobody's invited. <laughs> Nobody's invited. Yeah, you're invited. That's so, okay. We like that. So, yeah. Thanks. That's Thanks for a nice opinion. episode. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for Thank listening. For in. Whether you were live or on the pod or on the YouTube, drop a like, a subscribe, a share. Um, drop topics. If you have ideas Please. for us to talk about change, things that you went through yourself, uh, something that you can uh, relate with, yeah. drop us a line. We love to include you in yes, this process. Please. And uh, see you on the next. Love change up. Bye-bye.